Welcome to the Girl on Top Shallon XO podcast. I'm your host, Shallon Lester, and you might know me from my YouTube channel, where I analyze celeb relationships and scandals for the lessons we can take into our own lives. But here on the podcast, I answer the best questions you submitted over the past week. Got a love quandary? Head to my website, shallonlester.com, to get connected and also shop my merch and take some fun quizzes. Be sure to rate and review this podcast if you like it and follow me on Instagram at ShadowLinXO and find me on YouTube for four new videos a week. Welcome back to the podcast, Shalligators. Let's get our mind right. Ooh, let's relax and receive the message. And like I said last week, we're not going to do mantras anymore. I mean, I don't know. I was kind of running out of ideas, but also I think it's okay if we can just let our brain be for 30 seconds and not be giving it a message all the time. But if there's something you want as a mantra, girl, you go on ahead. The one I always go back to is everything is right on schedule. Everything is right on schedule. And that really brings me back down to earth. So let's inhale through our nose and we're going to hold it a few seconds. Then we're going to inhale. Here we go. In through the nose. And out through the mouth. One more time. And really relax your shoulders. Get comfy. Kind of roll your neck around. I always like rub my jawbone, like right where my jaw connects and yank on my ears. Ooh, you know how you love it when guys do that, but they never seem to do it right? Well, we can do it to ourselves. As we can do many things to ourselves that feel better than what a guy is going to do. Okay, one more time. In through the nose. And out through the mouth. So this week, we're going to do a bit of a companion piece and a follow-up. So I want to do sort of companion piece to the video we have up right now uh, about Larsa Pippen and that dude Malik Beasley, who she dated. I don't want to say she stole him from his wife because like you can't steal a happy man. A happy quality man is unstealable. I mean, when you're happy with your boyfriend, Channing Tatum could walk up and you'd be like, it's so nice to meet you. I'm actually in love with someone else. I'm so sorry. But anyway, she was dating this dude who was married and now he's crawled back to his wife. And actually it's become like a very like nasty Instagram feud, which is Honestly, negating everything I said in the video about how silence is your friend. Like, Montana, you are fucking blowing it right now. You're blowing it. You were, you had it in the air. You just needed to land it. Ugh. But the lessons still hold strong. Because, you know, celebrities are always going to pull their crap. It doesn't matter. Like, they're just sort of like the spoonful of sugar that makes the medicine go down. Right? Like, they're, they're vaguely tangential to any story that we tell. I could tell the exact same stories with the same lessons about, like, my friends and their husbands, but you don't know them. So the context is lacking. So we use celebrities because we're kind of all on the same page then. That's why, you know, people tell Bible stories to other Christians. They're like, oh yeah, Hezekiah, Beelzebub, Zerubbabel. These are like real names. I'm like, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about, right? Okay. So some of you guys <clears throat> were saying on Instagram and in the comments, because, okay, look, the thesis of that video was, if you want your boyfriend back, if you want an ex back, silence is the move silence. You ice him out. You do not subtweet. You do not post a weird emo playlist. And you also don't swing into the other direction and post like manically happy things. I'm just, I'm living my life. Boy, bye. Just, we have, we see that too. Like freedom, Beyonce. That's too extreme, right? Because the opposite of love isn't hate. The opposite of hate isn't mania. Well, no, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> the opposite of love is not hate. It's apathy. 
And if you want him back, he's got to think that you don't care. Because what's more jarring than to walk away from someone who is walking in their own opposite direction, right? You've probably like dumped someone or broken up with someone. They're like, okay, bye. And you had like this whole speech plan and oh my God, they're just going to be in love with me. Like, oh, okay, cool. Bye. It really gives you pause. And women though, like when we break up with someone, we've thought about it. We don't make the same kind of knee jerk reactions that guys do because they're so afraid of their own emotions. They're so driven by their ego and their cowardice that they, we always say they've got the one that got away. We have the one maybe we had to walk away from who we couldn't save, who we couldn't flip, who we couldn't get back. But it's not the same as the one who got away, the one we pushed away. And if we did push them away, there's a reason. But, you know, things change. We addressed this last week, actually, in the podcast. So we talked about how silence is exactly the move. He's got to wonder, wait a minute, why is she so okay with this? She walked away like it was nothing. Men don't write songs about girls who tell them every single emotion they have, exactly how they feel all the time, who are completely transparent. There is no song about that. There is no sonnet. There is no symphony, no play, nothing. Men act, men create, men grow out of frustration, don't they? Every song you listen to on a video or on the radio, it's like, Say anything. Tell me something. Please just answer. I don't care if it's to say you love me, you hate me. You walked away like it was nothing. I didn't expect you to move on so fast. You're just getting over it, right? It's the shock of apathy. So we got to do that. And is it going to feel authentic? No, no, of course not. We don't. This is not about authenticity. This is war. This is a battle, especially if your man has taken up with a new chick then now it's a battle. This is a fight. And war is strategy. So we've got to be strategic. And the truth has absolutely no place here. The truth has no place. The truth is not going to serve you. The truth is not going to serve you in almost, I mean, not any situation, but most situations when you think about it, the truth is not always best. Your best friend is bitching about her husband or her boyfriend. The truth is he just doesn't love her. The truth is, He's probably cheating. He's never going to marry her. He's never going to want to have another kid. He's a fucking deadbeat. That might be the truth. Do you say that? I mean, you can try. It's just going to fall on deaf ears, you know? Maybe your friend's trying on a dress and she looks fat. Do you say that? No. You do something a little more strategic. Now, I'm not saying you move through life in just this state of complete, like, lying. You become a pathological liar. But when you think about it, the pure, uncut, absolute, God's honest truth should be used like chili powder. It's just, it's a little bit, just a little sprinkling of that. A little goes a very long way. For most other things, you have to be a little bit more manipulative. And manipulation, the word manipulation has gotten such a bad connotation and I don't want it to have that. We need to take that out as a bad word and we need to make that a good word. Manipulation is persuasion. Persuasion is what? Charm, warmth, social fluidity, kindness, politeness. We don't think of being polite as the same thing as being manipulative, do we? Oh, my son is so manipulative with older adults. I know it's so cute. He's like, yes, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. No, sir. It's amazing. He's just so manipulative. I taught him so well in manipulation school. 
No, those are called manners. And that's how someone should act, right? But we do that to engender a specific outcome in society and socially. And that's a good thing. So get it out of your mind that, oh, I just need to be so honest. No. But the feedback some of you guys gave, and you're right, was like, why would I want a guy like that back? Like, if a guy's going to leave me for another bitch, why would I want him? I don't even want to engage in any strategy to get him back. Bye. Girl, absolutely. Absolutely. That's the ideal emotional scenario. Obviously. Of course, that's how we, we know we should feel. But so much of the time, we just don't. And more than I tell you guys, don't chase, don't fight for a shitbird. More than that, I tell you to acknowledge what's actually happening inside your mind and your body. Walk in the light of the truth. We all have been there when we're just not done. We're just not done till we're done. There was someone I was trying to get over. Oh, my ex, like Will, who I saw in Miami. I've I've done a video about him. He was like one of the biggest hurt lockers I've had in the last decade. And my friends, while I was like in the throes of it, they'd be like, have you talked to him lately? I'm like, no. And they're like, are you getting over it? I'm like, no, he just doesn't feel gone. And they're like, ugh, yeah. Like, you know, when someone feels gone and you know, when someone doesn't, it's like, you're still this weird psychic connection to them. And I hate to say that, but like, that is how we feel sometimes. And if we tell ourselves, I don't care, I don't care. I shouldn't want him back. Well, of course you shouldn't. Of course. But when we deny our emotions, they mutate into something very bad. We can see this in drug addicts and alcoholics and overeaters and gamblers, right? There's something they are not dealing with, something they are not accepting as truth. And it goes back to that psychological splinter. If you leave a splinter, it's going to fester. It's going to get gross and painful and be awful. And that's what happens to emotions. If we just don't address it, it gets worse. But if we can be brave, yank that splinter out. Yeah, it's going to hurt for a minute. We're going to look at it, but then it's going to start to heal. And you're probably thinking, okay, well, how is like staying emotionally tied to a shitty guy who left me helping me emotionally heal? That's a good point. It's not about staying tied to him. It's about acknowledging how you're actually feeling and making a game plan based on reality versus how you should feel. Well, I should want to do that. Okay. I mean, there's something to be said for faking it till you make it. Absolutely. But there's also something to be said for really looking things in the face and maybe just getting to the root of it. And this is why silence is important because no matter how you feel, no matter what sort of directive you're operating under, silence is the answer. Because look, if you want him back, we said this in the video, this is gonna, if he's come backable, this is gonna do it. He's gonna wonder, oh my God, wait, why is she so over it? He's gonna juxtapose the reality of this stupid new skank with the increasingly rosy memory of you. The increasingly romanticized, mythologized memories that you had because there is no additional data input from you. No crazy text messages, no drive-bys, no emo subtweets, nothing. You have been encapsulated and carved into stone as great. I mean, things might not have been great. That might have been why he left. But that's going to burn away because the reality of this new chick is going to, it's going to sort of like sizzle up the, like I said, increasingly hazy memories or realities of you. So that's if you want to back silence. But yeah, girl. 
If you don't, if it's like, why would I want a guy like that back? Okay. Silence is even more important. You can't find healing in the same place you got hurt. A wound won't heal if you keep pulling out the stitches. Silence is healing. Silence is for you a lack of additional data input because things don't happen in a vacuum. You put out some insane thing on Instagram. You send an insane text. Girl, you might get a response. You're going to get people being like, is she okay? What is she doing? Yikes. You might get a hateful text message back from him. You might get a Snapchat video of him making out with this new chick. You don't know. That's the problem. But when you're silent, you're healing. You're focused on yourself. So no matter what, all roads are going to lead to something fun. I just wanted to like, you know, give a little additional companion piece to that because this ties in to a question we're going to address. So this question comes from the Shalligator Reddit thread. If you guys aren't on there, it's fantastic. There's 3000 Shalligators on there and you guys like post memes and like status updates for your life. Like if someone's getting pregnant or getting married or past the bar or whatever it is. And you also ask for feedback and gosh, what do we say? Just advice. And you guys all respond back to each other. You're amazing. Okay. So this one shalligator, Lisa, she would, she asked for a follow-up to something I spoke about in a recent podcast. I told a story about a guy I know who's like super fratty, like lacrosse player, finance bro. Like I say that because he's not like Mr. Emotional deep as the river runs. And he, this was like five years ago. He moved into this apartment building in New York and he started hooking up with his neighbor. And I was like, oh my God, don't do that. Like, that's such a bad idea because if it goes south, you're going to be like in hell if you're in the elevator together. He's like, no, it's fine. I just, she's hot. I just want to hook up. It was like two or three booty calls that he's like, no, I want to date her. And he made it clear to her. He didn't want to risk getting put into that booty call category. So he's like, hey, I've changed my mind. I want to date you. I want to like do this for real. And they're married now. They're married now. Like he settled with her and never looked back. And it's wild. And I said that because we were talking about like booty calls and stuff like that. And if a guy wants you, he will make it known. He will not risk falling into the booty call category. I mean, no, he's going to come correct. It might not be smooth. It might be a little clumsy. It might not be the grand gesture written in the sky, which we also talked about in the Malik Beasley, Larsa Pippen video, because his mea culpa to his wife on Instagram was like a half literate grammatical garbage fire. But he got his point across. And that's the thing. It's like it might not look pretty, but if it's meaningful, yeah, no, he's going to make it happen. He's going to make it happen. So don't tell yourself that like, well, he's just not doing this grand gesture because it's not perfect yet. No, 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 no. They're not going to waste time. When they realize they want something, they're hunters. If a hunter sees a prey and they don't go after it, they know that some other hunter will or that thing's just going to straight up scamper away. They know this in their very DNA. So if a guy isn't doing that, we have to walk in the light of the truth is that he simply doesn't want to. He doesn't care if the prey gets away. He's already eating elsewhere. But this Shalligator wanted to follow up. So she said, on the last podcast, Shallon talked about this guy friend of hers, met a girl in his building, slept with twice, decided to date and eventually marry. 
I would love to know what it was about either her behavior, qualities, or attitudes that meant he saw her like this. Shallon, could you elaborate? I'm so glad she asked this because this is really, 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 really true. So this, this outcome is twofold. It's about him and how he feels. And it's about not what she did, but what she didn't do. So the first thing to address is him. Because the thing that changed was him. I've known him for 15 years. <clears throat> and he would have girlfriends, but he was definitely like, I mean, he was kind of a fuckboy. Like, he was just a young, single, like, 27-year-old man in New York City doing what and who 27-year-olds do. And I really had to think about this because I'm like, what did she do? Because I was like there front row for the whole thing. Okay. You cannot force ripen an avocado, nor can you force ripen a whole ass man. Guys commit when they are ready. Women and men are fundamentally different in this category. We are, it's like, we're kind of like a bowl of water. You look at a bowl of water and it looks full and whole and like sort of solid or whatever, but you can stick your finger in there and the water makes room for it. Men are like a block of ice. There's no getting in. Women always sort of leave room in their life to find love. I'm super happy single right now, like happier than I've ever been single and autonomous and unbothered. But if I met someone like, okay, I'm open to seeing where things go. I, and I can compartment compartmentalize sex and love probably better than most people because I'm a bit reptilian, but also just because I'm older, you know, and I've had like more experience and I know myself better. And even then it's really tough after a certain point, like you sleep with someone you naturally bond or you spending time, like that's just how it goes. Guys are not good at many things, but they are goddamn experts at compartmentalization. This is why we have the issue of like vacation bay. We like meet someone on vacation. We have an awesome time. <clears throat> We, we, in our minds are like, okay, well, the JetBlue flight schedule could get me there if I want to go visit him. And hmm, okay, I could pick up two more shifts to earn the money for that and blah, blah, blah. And I could rearrange his schedule. I could invite him out for Greek week. Like we're always looking for entrances. Guys are looking for exits. The same guy in that same vacation fling relationship is like, this is so much fun. Okay, well, my flight's leaving. Bye. And out of sight, out of mind. Right? They compartmentalize you from the jump and they do that when they are in that ice block phase. If a guy does not want a relationship, he could have, and I know this because I've talked to these women, literal Victoria's Secret models banging down his door. And he's like, huh, how many times have we watched a guy, maybe we, a guy friend, someone we dated, someone our friends dated like run through like chick after chick after chick, amazing chick after chick after chick. And then it's like three months later, he meets like this Meredith, you know what I call the Meredith. They're just like plain and like sour Meredith. Like in uh, Legally Blonde, I mean, Elle Woods was far superior to Vivian, but Warner chose Vivian because he was simply ready. Remember, he's like, it was just kind of time for me to settle down, right? We watch this happen in real time and in real life where it's like, yeah, this guy meets this girl who's like very whatever. I mean, she's like fine, but it's like, oh, my God, she's not as cool as my friend Caitlin or me or whatever. And he's like, she's the one I'm in love. And they get married. And you're like. What? 
Timing really is everything. Women, however, we are willing to manipulate our own clock to find a man and to hold on to him. Well, I really would have rather finished law school before I got married, but hey, that's okay. I'm willing to make room, right? We're always so malleable and shape-shifting. Where the fuck has that gotten us exactly? Where has that gotten us? We are, we are the collateral damage for a man's growth. It is absolutely ridiculous how malleable we are. Shitty guys, we're honestly just human men in general, weaponize our best trait against us, our flexibility, our empathy, our ability to bond, our willingness to make room in our lives for love. And they turn it against us. They turn our best quality into our worst quality. They turn it into the thing that makes us waste years of our life, dial down our goals, torpedo friendships, and just wait, wait, wait until they're ready. But I digress. I'm getting off on track. So my guy friend simply was ready. And I don't think he knew how ready he was until he started another booty call situationship because he'd had plenty. Like I'd watch them, you know, he'd go from sort of one, like, yeah, like situationship, a girl who clearly liked him. And he was like, eh, whatever. So most of the shift came from him. You cannot force a guy to be ready just before he is. And we've tried, right? We try a lot. But all it does when we try to build a guy up and like fix his self-esteem and unravel his issues, we think we're leveling him up and helping him turn into a man. We're actually keeping him childlike. We're infantilizing him. Think about it in terms of an actual parent-child dynamic. If you had a friend who had this failure to launch child and she's like, well, I really want to like get him to be a man and grow up. So I'm taking the SATs for him and I'm going to do his college admission essay. I will move him into his dorm, but I'm going to come over and like clean it all the time and blah, 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 pull some strings, get him a job. You wouldn't be like, yeah, that's exactly going to make him a man. Perfect. No, you'd be like, you're making it so much worse. He's got to do this for himself. Well, he might not though. Okay, bitch, he might not then. That is the writing on the wall. He might not. He might just be this thing that doesn't ripen, doesn't launch, doesn't grow, doesn't learn. He might just be a failure all the way around. Or yeah, he might have to hit a really shitty rock bottom before he bounces upwards into who he's supposed to be. We can't do that work for him. We can't. We can't do it for an avocado. We cannot do it for me. So what my guy friends chick did, because she did do some things too, right? I would say 85% of this shift came from him. He was either just ready, whatever, but she, she did things or rather, like I said, it was what she didn't do. When he went to her and was like, I really want to give this a shot. I want to date. You know what she said? Eh, I don't know. He was stunned. He'd honestly never heard that before. If you saw this boy, you'd get it. He's like from Cape Cod. Like a, he's just a master of the universe. He's a total mensch. He's like amazing. He had, I don't think he'd ever had a girl be like, no, nah, I don't know. Eh, I'll think about it. Eh, I don't know. You're kind of the booty call guy. She sort of said that to him. And he was like, oh, 
don't like to be pigeonholed any more than women do. Do you want a guy to be like, I don't know, you're sort of just like the cum dumpster? You would be horrified. But it's human nature to try to prove people wrong. If someone's like, yeah, you don't seem that funny. I mean, you're going to be shucking and jiving and spitting out the jokes at dinner, right? Like it's human nature, especially if that might be some sort of a weak spot for you, a bit of a shadow self. I don't know if it was for him, but he was stunned to hear that. And so he brought his A game. He's like, all right, okay, fine. I'm going to, I'm going to show you. He was a man used to a challenge. He was a D1 athlete. He started a hedge fund. He was like the patriarch of his house. He is no joke. And he was used to the feeling of growth and challenge, right? And girls heretofore had not given him that. So when she stepped up, was like, "Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I really want a boyfriend. I don't know. And if I do, I don't, I don't know if it's going to be you. Cause like, you're sort of like the booty call guy. Cause that's kind of, I mean, that's who you introduce yourself as basically. So he brought the heat. And in the meantime, though, she didn't deem to keep hooking up with him because you might think, oh, okay, well, if she's like not sure that she wants to date him, she probably kept sleeping with him, right? No, she pulled back entirely, entirely. She's like, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know about this whole situation. So I just don't think we should like be anything. I mean, if you want to like ask me, I'll like consider it. I believe in my heart of hearts she was bluffing. I believe she was bluffing. Good for her. I think it's so much cooler if she was bluffing than if she actually felt that way, right? Because it's so much, it takes so much more effort. It takes so much more effort. And this goes back to the strategy. This is strategy. It doesn't have to be how you actually feel at all. Because how we actually feel is not always a good thing. Sometimes we're dogs chasing a car. What are we going to do if we catch it? I just want him to like me. Do you even like him? I mean, for real. We don't usually (laughs) stop to consider this, which is, it's crazy. It's crazy. So she had a boundary. She had a standard and she set it. And I think it's really important to note that you can lose a battle and win the war. We were talking about this also in the comment section on the Larsa video. um, Because some girls were like, oh, I have not been silent in the wake of my breakup. I have done very stupid things. Is it too late? No, it's never too late to go icy. It it is never too late to go icy. It's obviously infinitely better, faster route to your end game if you do it right out of the gate, for sure, for sure. But it's not impossible. It's like saying, well, gosh, am I fat? Should I just keep eating because I'm always going to be fat? No, bitch, stop eating. Go to the gym. You can lose weight. It's better if you don't get fat in the first place, but you can lose weight and get where you want to be. Of course. Of course, every step in the right direction is a step away from the wrong direction. And it's never too late to correct a mistake. Okay, so pull back and stop immediately. And sometimes actually after you've been like that crazy Olivia Rodrigo that we talked about in the video, (laughs) that kind of person to go icy is more jarring because they think they know you. They think they know what you're going to do. Oh, I'm going to post this picture with my new girlfriend and like. Here comes Shallon flipping out in my DMs. And when you don't, it's like, huh. Hmm. That's interesting. I should, I should like, I should DM her. I should power like her last 10 photos, see what she does. And if you still do nothing, it's like, huh, wait, what's going on? It's never too late to shift into the person you need to be. And if, again, 
even if this doesn't get him back, it gets you back. We feel awful when we're out of control, don't we? This whole concept, it's cathartic. No, it isn't. Have you ever like been like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I quit this job. I quit this stupid bullshit job. Bye. Have you ever actually done that? I have. Did I have another job lined up? No. And I felt amazing for about 28 seconds. And then panic set in. And then humiliation set in. And then worry, how am I going to live? And blah, blah, blah. It's actually not that cathartic at all. Have you ever hung up on someone? You feel kind of childish. I've never stormed out on somebody who I wasn't desperate to chase me. It's not as great as you think it's going to be. It's really not. Buy a goddamn diary. Buy a diary. Okay? Start a secret blog that only you read and just get it out. Get it out. Don't do it to the dude. So no, it's never too late to pull back. And this is especially important if you're in a scenario that is a booty call. Oh, I have been... Oh my God. I just remember being in these situations where it's like, well, I just need to keep sleeping with him so he can see more and more how amazing I am. He needs more data. I mean, how could he ever fall in love with me if he's not around me? I logically, that makes perfect sense. (laughs) I mean, that makes perfect sense. But boys aren't logical, are they? No. So we can't labor under the oppressive delusion that they are and use tactics that would probably work in a logical situation. The less a guy knows, the more he wants you. And maybe we're not so different. You know, we crush on celebrities who we don't really know. We only know what they have chosen to show us. I bet if we spent two weeks with like Sean Mendez, we'd be like, oh my God, this again, right? We said in the Larsa video, the antidote to a crush is data. It's spending time around someone. But we need to use this to our advantage. If you want a booty call to turn into a boyfriend, stop, stop hooking up with him. And it doesn't have to be, again, this God's honest, cathartic truth. I like you and I want you to be my boyfriend. Shut the fuck up. No, it's not that. It is not that. It's, uh, you know, I don't know. Like, this is fun for a while, but I just kind of, I don't know. I feel like I'm moving into a different season in my life. I'd like to actually have like a legitimate boyfriend. I don't think that's you. So like neg him a little bit. Neg him a little. He thinks, I guarantee in any booty call situation, that man has the power. He He either really has a power or he assumes that he does. Why don't you kick that in the teeth a little bit? Yeah, you know, you're like, you're obviously like not the boyfriend type, but you know, I mean, right? Yeah. So yeah, I just kind of don't really want to do this anymore. I'm kind of going to save my time to go on actual dates, but this was fun. Again, if he wants you, he's going to be horrified that you think of him that way. Horrified. Wouldn't you? Exactly. He's going to be like, oh no, I'll show you. I'll get you. Okay, but to keep hooking up with someone, hoping that this will be the blowjob that makes him love me. No, girl, it won't. You can do all the anal in the world. You can have 10,000 threesomes. You cannot fuck a man into loving you. You can't. You can. And it's tough because we look at women who are like so sexual and And like Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. It's like, oh, I bet she did fuck him into loving her. I mean. I don't think so. There's always got to be something else behind that. And if there's not, think about what kind of man that is, though. That's not a man. That's not a whole 360 quality man who can match you in terms of wits and brains and empathy and love and ambition. 
That's an animal. That's just an animal. He's like, well, there's a blowjob here, and I'm going to keep getting it. Cool. All right. We are not the same. We are not the same. And you got to see that. You got to see that writing on the wall. It goes back to walking in the light of the truth. If we can be honest about situations and about our emotions and about the limitations of a man and the capabilities of ourselves that we're not reaching because of this man's limitation that we've tied ourselves to, our lives can change in a meaningful way. We can get a boyfriend back. We can turn a booty call into a real relationship. We can move on from situations that don't serve us whole and dignified and poised with our precious reputation still intact. Because sometimes at the end of the day, that's all we feel like we have is our dignity. And that's not something society likes to talk about anymore. We're not living in a dignified age. We're in an age where people are sending pictures of their butthole to guys. Like, come on. I have used this as an example several times lately because a girl I know is doing that to a guy I know. And I just want to run her down with a car. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Dignity is pretty rare, right? And if we can be an exemplar of that, fuck what society thinks about. Who cares? Who cares? It's not about optics. It's about restoring our own selves to wholeness and unbroken completeness. We do that through silence. We do that through introspection. We do that through honesty and reading the writing on the wall, even when it's hard, even when we don't like what the message says. And we get back to ourselves. Until we are whole, we're never going to be in a healthy relationship. We cannot be half of a whole if we don't know what half we are. Because relationships aren't 50-50. What are they, ladies? Say it with me. They're 100-100. Well, that's it for this episode of Girl on Top. Thanks for being part of the Shalantourage. If you have a love question you need some help with, find me on my website, shallonlester.com. And be sure to connect with me on Instagram at shallonxo. And subscribe to my YouTube channel. Stay sweet, stay savage.